calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to a post-lunch recording of the IGN UK Post. I know, (laughs) I had... um, pizza for lunch which is has made me a little bit sleepy i won't lie it was good uh pepperoni pizza in case you're wondering and a burrito very nice oh burrito is always good what did you have Emma? i had burrito and fries oh very nice. see i'm kind of je- burrito is one of my favorite things but i was you know the pizza was paid for by someone else so can i complain about that so if this episode's bad it's because we just the rhythm's wrong we- <laughs> exactly we're too full of hot food um we've got hot food but will we have hot takes that's the question on Ooh. this week's ign uk podcast me simon cardi emma matthews hello hello matt Jones. Jones. yeah i didn't forget your name there was a moment there yeah we've got you know what? we've got so much to talk about this week i'm going to tell you now there's no endless search because frankly there's we've got we've got a swell Chock of things so many games for once that we've actually played and you know a film um that we didn't play we watched <laughs> uh, I'm, i've gone mad right first up <coughs> change of mood in it we are going to talk about hogwarts legacy obviously we've spoken uh more in detail about this in the past about how obviously the creator of harry potter jk rowling said some pretty nasty stuff about trans people on Twitter and we do not agree with that we don't endorse those views in any way if you decide to play this game that's your choice I'm not gonna you do what you want I don't I don't care what you do but we have to raise those concerns it's not we're not being told to raise those concerns we just personally want to raise those concerns because it's an important issue for us that being said we are going to speak about the game because Emma It'd be like telling the ice cream man not to sell ice cream. <laughs> well, exactly. You've got, we're not saying, you know, we're not telling you to play it. We're not telling you not to play it. But we are going to tell you about what Emma has played of it, which is, uh, you know, a fairly decent chunk of this game. Which, do you know what? This game has also snuck on me in the fact that it's out in like two weeks. It's really soon. Well, I did yeah. not know that game was so soon. Considering, let's considering even that we have really not really played it until now, Emma. You went all the way to the the old Harry Potter studios to give it a go. I did. And is it, do you know what? For a few months I was thinking, do you know what? I'm not too worried about this game. It doesn't look too good. These round of previews, though, suggest it might actually be quite fun. Did you find it quite fun? I'm still undecided (laughs) on it overall. Um, I think if you're a fan and you're really interested to see you know, what is Hogwarts like? This is the first time you're going to be seeing Hogwarts as an entire Outside castle. Outside of Lego. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, you know, in the movies and stuff and in, like, old games, you're sort of seeing just parts of the castle. Yeah, so they're I kind think of le- levels, really, aren't exactly. they? Exactly. It's more of a level than an entire place. And mm. it's interesting to see, like, what does that look like as an actual thing that's built that you can walk around? Um, I spent quite a long time like just walking around some of the hallways and sort yeah. of outside, and it's interesting to see. Yeah, like there's lots of students around. Like it feels like it is alive with people. Yeah, some of like the like most best like best parts that I've seen so far are when you're listening to people just talking, having a conversation. See, that's what that's what I want this game, you know, to lean into more because like 
when I did, I've read all the Harry Potter books and I used to enjoy them a lot. And just the, the world and the people and the weirdness and the funny stuff going on is what drew me to it. Not necessarily endless duels and spells and battles. And from what I've seen in this game, it is much more combat heavy than I expected. I thought it would be more puzzle solvey, like fun, like little quests to go on. Whereas from what I've seen, it's a lot of students just using unforgivable curses on each other. That is, yeah, that is a bit <laughs> So they've scary. become extremely forgivable curses. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's seen. quite odd, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so the combat is interesting in that it seems very deep. I've only seen some of it. We've seen quite a bit in gameplay showcases as well yeah. before. You have a lot of these spells that are going to combo together mm. and it's sort of cool when you're in like a big battlefield and you're against like, I don't know, maybe six or seven enemies, you know, switching between them and like cooldowns and stuff on the spells. Like I'm interested to see like when the game does release and you do sort of get access to all of those spells, how they're going to work together. That, like, that is what surprised me. I watched it and heard people compare it to DMC. I, I did not expect it to look or feel like Devil May Cry. a combo meter for you. Yeah. You get an S like, rank for you. But yeah, I'm kind of... I, I did. I watched the preview we put out on IGN, which was quite positive towards the game. But I was still watching it, going, "I don't know if I'm quite seeing what I'm hearing, if necessarily about the game." It seems I don't know. Yeah, you're still undecided. Also, I yeah. don't know. I just wanna. <laughs> I, I don't look. I don't think I'm gonna play this game anyway. I've kind of made that decision. Yeah. But I don't know. Like if, I, if from an open world Harry Potter game, I'd want a bit more. I feel like I'd want more levity, more... I, that, I think that does exist in the world from what I've seen. There's, like, weird little mini-games. But, yeah, just the... It seems like the stand structure of the game revolves a lot more around going out and killing evil people and goblins and things. And we ran a good uh, social video of uh, us exploding another wizard. <laughs> you're not even going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, like, can you, like... You're using like Crucio, which obviously what that burn basically burns people from the inside. It doesn't kill them; it just causes like unspeakable pain it's on them. It's like torch, like the torture. Yeah, like, are, we, spell, are, we, are yeah. you actually killing things and people in this game, or are they kind of like? Is it Spider-Man? Are they just like stunned no, on the they, floor? They explode. They yeah, they will. They, they will <laughs> disappear from the the floor afterwards. Yeah, I think like the difference here, I guess, is that when you watch the movies and the books and stuff, you've mm. gone sort of from being a tiny little kid as Harry and yeah, Ron yeah. and Hermione, and then it's got darker as it's gone on. this one, you're a 17 on. year old. This one, you're straight away, you're a fifth year. So wow. immediately it's like, okay, you can get very like to very serious spells quite quickly. And I think that's, it seems like that's what they want to do with it. They do want to go in at sort of like the darker end to begin with. Like, yeah, I've seen like you can, it's not really got, it's weird if you're going that way, it feels like it should have like a morality meter, like. Like a yeah. Mass Effect or like a, I don't know, an Infamous or something. But it feels like it doesn't, it just like, yeah, if you want to be evil, go for it. Like, I don't, like, what is, the, like, did you get an idea of what the actual rough like, story of this game is? Pretty much just what we've already heard about it, of that, yeah, you're a fifth year that's starting at Hogwarts and you're able to manipulate ancient magic. Like, that's a yeah. talent you have personally. Um, Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> and, um sort of in the background you've heard about this goblin rebellion and that is also Bloody happening goblins. but yeah like I, what are they up to <laughs> something's rebellion. going on yeah did that make it into the final preview by the way that's been my favorite thing this week that you just had a note in the preview that said what are the goblins up to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there yeah i think it's strange because I feel like we have seen a lot of like the combat and spell yeah. stuff. Like we've seen that a lot in the gameplay showcases and like state of play and stuff. But I feel like there's still, for a game that's this big, we still haven't seen so much of it. And it is out in two it weeks. It kind of compares like, to how I felt. It seems like I don't want to put a hex, so to speak, on this. But um, kind of I felt similarly when I played the preview build of Forspoken. And that has... I haven't played the full game, and some people do like it, but it hasn't... Generally, it's it's underwhelmed, I think, uh, critically. And I'm kind of getting a bit of this feeling. It's like, I, I played with the combat for Spoken Oh, there's some promise in this. And then people played Hogwarts Legacy and gone, oh, there's some promise in this combat. It's whether it actually does deliver that promise later down the road, or it just becomes you standing 20 metres away and just mashing one button of spells at people. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the problem I had with the combat section, was that because there are so many spells and we had access to like some of them and mm. I didn't have any time to sort of get used to how do these work together? Like how do they combo? 
um, you needed it kind of felt more like to unlock just, more of them. Yeah, I felt like I needed more time to sort of get used to the system. Mm. You needed to accio a strategy guide. God, it's weird how all much these... of, despite me not consuming I don't Harry Potter care content about Harry for years, at all. how much it just <laughs> you know, all seeps this stuff. into them. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, actually, I mentioned Alohomora. Isn't there a weird thing of like you can use Alohomora, but it actually turns into an actual lock picking mini game? It doesn't unlock a lock. Yeah, which, <laughs> which is, is the point of the spell. It's an interesting choice. <laughs> I saw um, Knock at the Cabin last night, mm. and Rupert Grint was in the audience. Oh. And I was he's I, in the film. Uh, he's in the film, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, and I'll talk about that more next week, if I'm on, if I get mm. around to it. Um, but it was surprised me just how much it like mattered to me. Mm. But like, oh my god, that's that. Yeah, like that's a few. <laughs> but I don't really care about these movies no, at all. Yeah. Everyone, I guess we all grew up with it. Mm. Right? It's it, it, like, sure. inescapable. Yeah, uh, it was happening at the yeah. time. Which is, yeah, it's a shame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, are you kind of, are you positive about like, do you think it's going to be a good game is what I'm basically asking. Are, are you feeling good about it? More than you were when you walked into it anyway. I'm still kind of, I was kind of neutral going and I still feel kind of neutral because mm-hmm. I feel like even though I did get to see a little bit more, I still haven't seen that much more than what they've already showed of the game yeah like there's still lots of questions i think people have. it's like how open is it like can you just get on a broomstick and fly to like hogsmeade or something like from the castle or so i flew around the castle a little bit in the grounds but not like anywhere yeah. else um what kind of nimbus was it yeah what, what it broom didn't you rock have a name as far Aww. as i'm aware but this like it is set in like the um, late 1800s, so maybe they're developing that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we don't rooms, have a name exactly. yet. But yeah, I'm I'm still like undecided on it, and I feel like the spell based like combat is mm-hmm. the thing that I was the most interested in, and it's still the thing that I think is the most interesting. But I think just by having a bit of a wander around Hogwarts, like if you're a fan of it and you're looking got for like, like feel little it, right. easter eggs yeah and yep. you just want the feel of going around this magical school i yeah. think from what i've seen so far it looks like they've done a pretty good job at achieving that yeah it looks like they've got the look and the feel of it i am intrigued for reviews of this just to see yeah if it does develop into an actual good like rp competent like rpg game because we still like I said we don't know a lot about it like it yeah i'm, I'm kind of yeah, I want good games. I'm not gonna like I said. I was, probably won't. Play I this also, one. before we sat down in this conversation, I was like, I kind of thought that it'd be like a middling third-person action game. Yeah. But one of the things that I really like about the Yakuza games is just like hanging around exactly. in like Camarocho, right? Like mm-hmm. the sense of place is important. Yeah. And it could do basically nothing else. But if I just get to occupy this location, exactly. hang out somewhere that I really care well, about, then I imagine that probably why don't we would talk, appeal to people. Why don't we talk about the way, games that's been, all good about vibes? I just want to say, I've been very positive about this so far, but I'm not going to play this thing. No, no, no. no. I <laughs> want to uh, make sure I get that on the recording. Yep. There you go. We can, yeah, exactly. Why don't we, like I said, why don't we talk about games that are kind of all about the vibe and hanging out with people, or on the other hand, maybe should be, but don't let you sometimes. First up, Fire Emblem Engage, mm-hmm. a series which, well, especially the last game was all about, not all about, it's a lot about tactics battling, but half of the game is all about hanging out at school with people. significant more amount of hanging out in the previous exactly. one. Exactly. That's why I've, I haven't played uh, Engage yet. I did enjoy Free Houses quite a bit. I wasn't as mad on it as uh, a lot of people were. Which like, house do you do? I can't, do you know what? I couldn't even remember. The blue one, I think. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, whichever they were. But that, <laughs> that game trailed off in the second half for me. Oh, it definitely falls apart. Yeah. yeah. But... I did enjoy the social sim aspect of it because I'm a huge Persona fan, which we'll also get on to in a bit. Um, but yeah, it seems like that's what... I was thinking about playing Engage just because, you know, I like to like a bit of Fire Emblem, but it seems like this one, they've gone heavy on the tactics mm. and not so heavy on the hanging out at school, map. Most of the characters in this one are significantly less interesting than the previous... Uh, and that would be a real negative if you came in with three houses and yeah. you know that was the sort of stuff that you were particularly interested in. But I'd, I'd gotten into series with Awakening mm-hmm. and I played the one after that that I can't remember the name of and then Three Houses 2. Yeah. So I've been a fan of the series for ages. And I think that the the tactical combat in it is basically unsurpassed by anything else really. Mm-hmm. Like I love my XCOM. Um, I did play a little bit of Midnight Suns and I think that's pretty cool too. But... It, it ain't nothing compared to Fire Emblem. Might as well. You can leave them for all I care. <laughs> that's what, yeah. like, I feel like that's what, and that's what a review say. If you want a really good tactics battler, then this game is for you. Like it, like you said, it's they're almost unmatched in that mm-hmm. area. But I feel a lot of people 
like me, we were relatively new to the series and kind of free houses was what they enjoyed and they really enjoyed the social sim aspect of it. It's a slightly odd decision. They've just mm-hmm. not completely got rid of it from what I've and heard, but severely reduced it. But just the, the characters just don't have any Riz, you know? Like, <laughs> absolutely none of it. Fire Emblem, no Riz. Yeah, that's what it no Riz edition, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I think that like, all of the interest in the characters for me is just uh, entirely mechanics-based. Yeah. There's a guy called Louis who is a knight with like the you know the big armor and he's got a lance and he's unkillable and playing on hard he's like my go-to guy and Do you I have love permadeath him. as well uh, I don't have permadeath I have Ooh, like until the end coward. of the playing on hard but no permadeath yeah but <laughs> I want to keep them but I'm even using that stra- uh, strategically I'm like oh I can afford to have this unit die yeah, yeah. as long as I get to the end otherwise I'd be safe coming it anyway right yeah, yeah. like I'm just making it for my own use but can you not go like I don't know for example go and eat some soup with Louis as a nice little hangout. He like his weird thing is that he just likes to watch people have conversations. Okay. So any uh, like so he's a creep. Yeah, yeah. If you have a social, <laughs> it's weird too because he just likes observing people going about their day. Okay. And then one of the conversations that you have with him is like, if you knew that they didn't like this, you'd stop, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. But he doesn't take that as a leap to just not. Do <laughs> yeah, it. just go. It's a suggestion. Yeah. People don't like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a weird dude. And like, yeah, nobody like this. The one of the other guys who's kind of a powerhouse. Mm. I think he's cool because he rides a horse and he's like, um, like pretty powerful. But his whole thing is that he doesn't really have very big muscles, so he's constantly talking to people about how they get their muscles and stuff like that. Ooh. Like this, just it sucks. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not interesting. Um, but like the tactic stuff is cool. Um, normally, you would have been able to partner up with any unit that you were standing mm. next to, but now there are specific units that can do that. Uh, and there's this ring system where if you've got a, it equipped on a character, um, you, you start with about three or four of them and you unlock them as the story continues. But they confer a specific power. Mm. And as you grow in link with that ring, then you unlock different weapon prof- okay. proficiencies. So that's how all of the. Um, like the level up stuff works is you need to have a, a ring that wouldn't necessarily work with the character now for them to gain levels for them to become really powerful units and that's the engage mechanic exactly right? yeah and when they engage then they gain an extra powerful ability so um, with Sigurd's ring you can move through units with an attack okay. and then move backwards after you've done that too but you have to engage first. Yeah. And there's one of them where it's got a power called Warp Ragnarok, where you can move 10 spaces and then attack, which is really useful because sometimes the maps will split your units up now. Mm-hmm. So you could have somebody really far away and basically just be playing on two battlefields at once. Are you, are like, you having, like, I don't know how much, but are you having, despite the social go, like, are yeah. you still, like, is the tactic stuff still taking you through? It's are you enjoying incredible. it enough? Yeah, genuinely, yeah. it's like, it's one of the best of them mm-hmm. in terms of tactics. And I think it might be because I'm playing on hard, so I'm actually using the like long grass and the castles and stuff, and making sure I'm actually like thinking about unit strategies. (laughs) There's one character that I've got as well, where if she's in long grass, which gives you an avoidance bonus, then she's more likely to critical hit. So Mm. I've been building her to gain even more avoidance, so that she'll just like sit somewhere on the map, never get hit, and then constantly be dealing crits. And as soon as games let me do stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Like yeah. my my brain is only filled up with yeah. uh, numbers I don't and like, strategy. Sound like we're too down this game. We give it a nine out of ten. It's apparently like you're saying, if you're into a tactics game, it's you know up there as what you can play. Mm-hmm. But but if you were into three houses, it might not be yours. Yeah, yeah. you know that. I like when people change things up. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I'd rather that. I'd rather that than get just the three same houses, thing every time. two, yeah. four houses, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Fire Emblem fan at all, Emma? Not really. Like, I haven't played the games. The most I sort of know about Fire Emblem characters is through Smash Brothers. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, are any of those characters in this game? Mart's in it, yeah. I think Roy's in it later. Oh, that's cool. Do you, like, Roy. summon them? Are they, like... They're the rings. Oh, so, so the oh. rings yeah. are... You're basically, okay. like, partnering up with them, and mm. they can occasionally do extra attacks, but only for the character that's wearing the ring. Then uh, that's who you engage with. So, yeah. you, like, form into one person. Mm-hmm. Cool. You're you're uh, notoriously a big anime fan. Yeah, yeah. How's how's the big anime story in this one? Is uh, it, it's is got it good? a really good anime like intro. It's got mm-hmm. like a song as soon as you boot it up. That's it's a pretty good montage. Mm-hmm. But nah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like if you're looking for a good tactics game and you have the Nintendo Switch, check out Fire Emblem Engage. I am not an anime fan at all. 
I think that's been on record. Or, However, which yeah, <laughs> surprised people when Persona is one of my ultimately, you know, my favourite game series. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, let's face it, they're heavily anime in nature. Um, Four is basically just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. So, <laughs> from what I've told, I've never watched JoJo, and I never bloody well I might do one day. Um, Persona Four. I don't think you'd like it. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I? Yeah. Can I turn it into a 100-hour RPG? Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be a worse um, story, but I'd like it more. Yeah. <laughs> um, Persona 4, Persona 5, I played years ago. Absolutely love them. Two of my favourite games of all time. Never actually played Persona 3, though, just because I've always been holding out for a re-release. And I've finally bloody done it. So I played it on the Switch, which is now just, I've decided, the perfect place for Persona. Like, originally, a lot, like a lot of people uh, in the West started with Persona on vita on persona 4 golden it's weird thinking about how rpgs because they've got that barrier of like oh i need to boot the console up and i need to get my save and then i need to load in Mm -hmm. how if they're already this many hours then that really like takes the wind out of the sails if you want to play it but booting it up on the switch i'm like i'm playing it within 10 seconds exactly it really does make you want to i just the the rhythm of Persona games is just unbeaten for me, especially on a handheld, because I can like do all the social sim stuff, the story stuff, and pay attention fully to mm. it. And then when I get to a bit, it's like, you know what? I do an hour of dungeon crawling and go I around and do battles. I can just play that while watching the football. A it's lot just of games lovely. learned this lesson that they need like downtime. Yeah, they need the game, and then they need the like other bit of the game. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed way more games doing it probably since Persona came around. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed Persona 3, though. I, I, I annihilated it. It's, I probably had about 10 days. I finished it in like 61 hours, which if you work that out, if you're good at maths, that's around at least six hours a day I was playing that game. That's a, a part-time <laughs> job part-time that you just job, did. Yeah. Exactly. It was basically do my job, play for an hour at lunch, play for like four or five hours after wow. after work, and that was my life for a good And do you know what? I was having a bloody lovely time because Persona 3... Not quite as good as four or five, in my opinion, but still very good. It's a much more. Have you ever played Persona Three? No, no. Okay, it's a much more contained story. You can tell it's an older game. It's more limited in its combat and in its social stuff. Like there's only like five or six different locations around the city you can actually visit. Convincing stuff in it. Do you have to like talk to the monsters as well that you can? No, it's more. It has um something different, which is a card system. So after every battle, it'll basically like do like the thing of like show you like four cards and then shuffle them up and you have to watch them to pick which one you want it'll either be like a new persona or an experience boost or a coin boost so i really like that part of it and i do wish that was in later persona games but i i enjoyed persona 3 quite a lot like i said it's a much more contained story again it's you and a bunch of school kids trying to stop the end of the world with some weird things going on and otherworldly and as always not really a spoiler you're going to try and fight something equal to god at the end because that's what you do in every persona game and they're not too hard especially on normal except when you get to the end and inevitably you're in like an hour and a half long battle that's just grinding for a long time but you know what i loved every second of it um i love in four though during that like hour and a half long battle the music like crescendos at some point you go like oh i'm really tired and then it goes like no, no, I can I can keep yeah. going. It's on game three and four are now on Game Pass as well as long with five roles. So if you've never played Persona and you have a you have Game Pass, check out Persona. I would say don't start with three, start with four or five, because three is a bit it, it is a bit more limited. I, I enjoyed three knowing more about Persona. I feel like it could it's a it's a bit more of a slow burn mm-hmm. and okay. yeah, like four. And five, I'd probably do four then five. I personally, I know, I think four I is your favorite. Yeah. Five is my favorite, but they're both like, amazing. I think five's to me. got like this, such an interesting uh, like UI design, like this aesthetic oh, of the style. It's unbeaten, yeah. basically in any game. I like, think nothing quite. Five looks has like the it. style, the combat. For me, it has. I prefer the cast of characters, mm. although I know four. But I prefer is, them in four. Exactly. Yeah. I prefer the story of four. I think four has the best story of them all. Um, but five has some of the better dungeons. They're both. It, like arguably equally as good but yeah yeah it's like it's the difference between cake and pie right yeah. like you're having, <laughs> a, you're a delicious treat either way I do prefer cake though mm. um, but yeah Persona just play Persona if you haven't given it a go like they are all like you know 80 to 100 hours apart from 3 which is a bit sure but god they're, and they're just you can so kind of half play job. them exactly <laughs> they're all just good turn based like it's kind of the step up I feel like if you're if you're a huge Pokemon fan and you feel like, oh, I've grown out Pokemon, they're too easy these days. Persona's kind of the next step up. 
similar it's the you know the rock paper scissors element mm-hmm. combat and it's got like thing catching in a exactly. way exactly it's kind of i feel like it's the it's almost like the adolescent to you know if if pokemon's baby's it's first the rpg it's the to pokemon Squirtle. Yeah, exactly and then you can move on to i don't know fire emblem maybe want. yeah yeah maybe <laughs> but yeah go on give persona 3 a go and persona 4 and persona 5 because they're just very good I, don't, I didn't love three. I don't know if this is controversial. Freeze music didn't quite hit me. They didn't like baby, baby, baby. baby. <laughs> no, it wasn't wasn't working for me done a best, too much. Uh, but you do have a dog you can get in your party in three, so that's good. Have we done a best modern JRPG list for I, the site? We must have. We've done mm. definitely best RPGs. I don't know if we've done just JRPGs. Mm. But yeah. I'll put, that, I'll put a little note on that. I'll put a little pin Ooh. there. Maybe that'll go exactly. on the website. Um, to, from one set of Game Pass games to another one. Out of nowhere, we're recording this on Thursday, a little peep behind the uh, curtain. Last night, out of nowhere, Xbox just released a game like <laughs> within an it. hour of announcing Mad it. lads. I love that, though. I, I love know, it when great. that happens. It's, it's like, oh, if... this looks cool. Oh, I can play it now. Great. Not so if you were you watching the, the show live? I was. Yeah. So yeah. I was watching If you weren't watching the Xbox Direction, which I actually thought was very good, they just put the dire- uh, the developers yeah, was forefront. Yeah, uh, at film screening, so I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't make it, unfortunately. It was, it was really good, though, because like, there'd, there'd been this, this rumour slash leak that Tango Gameworks, the developers of Evil Within, and Ghostwire Ghost Tokyo, Tokyo yeah, yeah. Uh, were going to reveal a new game, and we were like, I think everyone's like, oh, that would be cool probably be saying grim and horry and it won't come out until yeah. 2025 exactly. <laughs> and then out of nowhere pops this thing that at first i was like is this sunset overdrive 2 or something so it has that sort of like comic book art style at first I thought it was an open world game it's not an open world game and then it's i've realized oh this is a rhythm action game which i do tend to like but i'm normally never really that good at um but i always like giving them a go and the art style's clicking the music's clicking the actual for once, humor is clicking for me in a game, so I find that's very, very hard to do. I'm playing in um, Japanese, so mm. maybe we're laughing at different points. <laughs> but there is just a like earnestness to it yeah. that I really like. Oh, it's like a playable Saturday morning cartoon rhythm action game where you play as someone who gets a mechanical arm, but then accidentally basically gets an iPod turned into that like Tony yeah, Stark hot. with yeah. his. Uh, it's going to be like the plot of Crank. Yeah. Where he was, when I first saw oh, that, I was God. like, oh no, he's got to have crank. music keep going. What if his battery runs out? Um, I think we've all given this a game ago. And I haven't even mentioned the most surprising thing. Yeah, it just dropped out of nowhere. I think everyone's like, oh, this game looks cool. I hope it's going to be good. And then he just went, and it's available now. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, Hi Fi Rush. That is the name of the game in case I haven't said Oh, yeah, said we it. didn't say it. You yeah. can download that for free now on your Game Pass subscription. And. I think we've all played a similar amount. I've played the first two levels. You guys played the first one. I want right? to say as well, it's the first time that I've taken the opportunity to just play an Xbox game in the office. Mm. Like I've, I've Ooh, never. Did that add? Did that add to it? I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> that I was like, I've got to get this in so that I can do the the yeah. podcast. But like being able to just be like, hang on, this is for work. Exactly. <laughs> nice, nice little lunch break with yeah. Fi Rush. We've all played it. I'm. I'll just start off by saying I. I think I'm in love with this game. I think it's absolutely brilliant and not only because you get nine inch nails within an hour of mm-hmm. it it's just i don't i'm just it fixes something that i often have problems with rhythm action games and just rhythm games in general it's just if you aren't that good at them it sounds shit mm. <laughs> but this yeah. one if you if you hit if you time your attack slightly off the beat it kind of auto corrects it for up. you. It doesn't give you yeah. as good a score, but it makes it look and sound as if you did, which yeah. I really appreciate. Um, who else is loving this game? I spent probably the first like two, three minutes of it just making the character, like trying to make the main character walk off beat. Mm-hmm. Like the steps, I don't know how they've done it, but they've made sure that the animation priority is always like within the rhythm. It's amazing. I, I just like deliberately tried to break it and like, couldn't. And the I'm whole like, world is just you? in rhythm with the bit. It's like, did anyone have played Sound Shapes on Vita and uh, PS3 back in the day? Really good game, but that was that was kind of its gimmick. Is like it was a platform where every like the song would build as you go through, and every element, everything would like bounce to the beat, and that's what th- this game does, does as well. It? Like yeah. vents, like lights, they were all just like strobing or going off to the beat, and it's just like I said, it's just I'm a sucker for anything that colourful. And it's just nice that from the developers of The Evil Within and Ghostwire, Ghostwire Tokyo was colourful. It was just, you know, it was a horror game. But this is just so vibrant and fun. And I just really want to get home and play more. Emery, are you, are you enjoying it? 
I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I think what's really nice about it as well is it starts off so simple. Mm-hmm. Like as you're as you're sort of moving through it, it's like okay, you've got these two buttons that you need to worry about. Just try and be in time. And even as you're going, the game's like it's okay if you're not in time. Like yeah. you know, we've got other <laughs> things that can like help you out. Like there's these little robots that can give you hints, mm-hmm. and you can like learn more about the attacks. And then as you go through the level, it gets a little bit more like complicated. And it's like oh, you can dodge. Oh, you can do this like ground pound kind of yeah. attack. And yeah, I like I'm really enjoying it so far. Like I think. I like a lot of like rhythm games anyway, so mm-hmm. it's nice to have one that's like an action game. Like, I play a lot of Rock Band still, um, nice. yeah, which is amazing. It did give me memories of yeah playing. Like I think it's mainly because it's actually rock music I, I recognise, which is always nice. Um, yeah. I listened to that Black Keys song quite a oh, lot while I was in uh, university. So oh, yeah. I remember seeing them. Oh, what happened to them? They still, still around. Yeah. They still playing. Um, what else was I going to say about this game? I had something lined up. It does the cool um, Enter the Spider-Verse animating on 2 sometimes yes. as well, which I really like. But the animation just, is like really well really done. Good. I'm shocked. I by... don't know why. I was expecting, because this game's just shadow dropped out of nowhere, mm. that it would be rough around the edges. I have no reasoning for that. I was just thinking, no, is this unfinished? Really oh, no, it's really polished. Yeah, yeah um, And it, I just did the second boss battle, which is like the first boss battle of the game, despite it being to a Nine Inch Nails song, the song's good. The boss battle's, I think, slightly naff. I think it's too locked to the beat. There are mm. some parts of it where nothing's happening because it just needs it to catch up. It does look cooler. It, yeah. <laughs> it does but look really cool. He's He'll like kind of stand there with his arms out, mm. like just waiting for... And you can't do anything yeah, as well sometimes. Uh, yeah. Also, there are like bits where the fights end and it just kind of needs to catch up with... Mm. Like the song, it's always needs to hard, end. isn't it? Of like when it's so yeah, mm-hmm. tied to the beat like that. But second boss battle, I thought was really fun. Like it has lots of different stages. You having to by then you're like, I'm only like I said at the end of the second level. I've in that second level you get so many new abilities. Like I've got this magnet grapple thing. I've got this. I can now like summon the helper cat you have, which is very good to like basically shoot people for me. I've got this new special like super move which. Um, if you push in both triggers, you get a special move. The one I've currently got is turning my guitar into a skateboard and ram- ramming into people. That's cool. just I don't. I just love how much it's throwing at me. I really like that it's just become like an actual Devil May Cry, like not yeah. just another yeah. game that yeah you could actually compare yeah. to Devil May Cry quite a bit. Like yeah, I just I really I hope it. I have no idea how long this game is. I, I think it's about six seven hours. Okay, yeah. that's good. I mean. I was hoping, I was worrying it would be like three hours and done because sometimes these games can be, but mm. yeah, I'm, I want to go back and play yeah, more. Yeah, same. If yeah, it I can just... like maintain that level of like exactly. throwing more at you for the entire we're... time. Yeah, let's go home early and play <laughs> yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. Um, and more than anything, I just want to see what songs come up because I'm just hoping. Yeah, don't right. I like Nine Inch Nails. I'm not a super massive fan. I, I listen to them every now and then. I just want one of my favourite songs to just pop off there just out of nowhere. It'd be funny. I also imagine that it just changes genres at some point. Imagine just the trap song starts playing. <laughs> That'd be that, cool. that could be quite slow. It's just like boom. Yeah. <laughs> boom. <laughs> You're just hitting on that beat would be quite mm-hmm. slow. Um, yeah. High fry. High fry. High fi rush. If you've got the old Xbox, give it a bloody go because it's very, very fun. Um, now we've got a couple of little things. This is my little catch up corner. I wasn't on last week for once. Other people decided to speak, which is. Unreasonable, if you ask me. We um, you off, did you miss really? it? Did your week feel weird? Um, you didn't have. Did your I feel usual hollow podcast? inside yeah. and bereft of any opportunity in life? No. <laughs> you got through it. It's nice to have a break. I'm sure everyone else was very thankful to have a break from this rambling in their ears. But what I did do, I've got, I have seen. Do you know what? I've now seen Steven Spielberg's new film, The Fablemans, twice. It's out in cinemas now, today in the UK. If you uh, haven't seen it yet. It is such a lovely film. This is a beautiful film. If you don't know what it is, it is basically him, Steven Spielberg, telling the story of his adolescence. And it's pretty, despite all the character names being changed, it's a one-to-one telling of him growing up and his parents' divorce and the family issues and his more the bits of the film I truly love, his like discovery of wanting to make films. And there's these, the, my favourite scenes in the film are the ones where he's just... At like 14 going out and making a western with friends it's just oh, i it's saw so good. the only clip that i've seen of it is uh the david lynch cameo where that's uh, the very end of the film really nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's the last like this film it is it's just so nice it's got all like the sweetness you'd expect from a steven Spielberg film but it's you kind of let him off in this one because he's telling his own story and it's just 
the very last shot of the film, it's not like anything emotional. It's not anything like meant to make you tear up, but something about the very, and I won't give it away because it's a, just a very good, like excellent moment. Very last like camera move in this film, like chokes me up. Mm. <laughs> and I can't explain why without spoiling it completely, but. Is it yeah. reference the thing that I've just said? Because I think I it's might know just that. after, yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. Um, but yeah, this is just such a lovely film. I think it, I think it's just beautiful. And Steven go check Spielberg out the work of the up and coming director Steven, Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah, I just want to see it again. It's lovely. Um, that's the film recommendation for this week. Steven Spielberg, little known director. Uh, this is something more little known. I can't remember if... I know Joe played this game and liked it, but I don't think he ever spoke about it on the podcast before he left. The Case of the Golden Idol. I've seen this floating around. So yeah. this is something that was like... I think we nominated in our best puzzle games of last year, but I hadn't played it at that point, and I feel really bad now because it is an excellent puzzle game. Um, it's on Mac and PC. If It's on the old Steam. I think it's like £15. So it has kind of a horror tint to it as mm. well. Kind Not of really spooky. horror, it's like a murder mystery detective. Mm. There are like kind of, yeah, almost like culty elements in it so far. I'm only like an hour and a half in. I think it's only like a five hour, six hour game, but it's just a really good puzzle game. It's a really good detective game, which is what I didn't really feel like I got last year. I know a lot of people loved Immortality. I, I did really like it, but I never felt like a detective. It's not very detective-y. No. Yeah. I this think we is, talked about this on the show, that yeah. it just makes you feel like you're kind of clicking on stuff to yeah. get to advance the story. This is as close to, and this looks like something was close to The Return of the Obra Dinn. I've played since playing The Return of the Obra Dinn. I feel like I'm actually, like, it's not so very simple, this game. It basically starts off with just one one scene in front of you and you can't move to different areas and there'll be a murder taking place. There'll be things you can click on, notes you can read, and you basically... It's similar in every scene. There'll be to the right, there'll be, like, some <laughs> some th- words you have to slot in in the middle. It'll be, like, who's in this scene. You have to try and put names to faces and be like, okay, this person's this person from what I've worked out. And then on the left, it'll basically be the story of the murder. So, like, X killed X because of X in X. And you basically, when you're rooting around these scenes, you click on words and they'll go into the bottom of your screen. Basically, your inventory is just words that you then drop into these gaps. And once you've solved it, you've solved it. You could really just hard, you know, just like trial and error. But where's the fun in that? Try and work it out. And I just, it's developed until I've played chapter six. I don't know how many there are, but the last chapter I read was really good. It's basically, you go around this mansion and there's like four different rooms you can go around. And you're basically working out how this guest has died at this dinner. And the thing I'm really enjoying so far is, like, it is telling one whole story. Like, there's characters appearing in some scenes that are in past ones. But you'd have no idea. You basically have to backtrack through those chapters to work out, okay, that guy looks like this guy from that one. So I know he's this person in this scene, despite there being no clues. It's just really clever. I've made it sound... really complicated. (laughs) The thing is, it's really not complicated. It's really simple. You just click on things, gather lots of words, and then basically just root around the scene and work out, well, this woman over here said that David has got to wake up at 3am to do something. Then you look in a different room and you see someone's got a note in their room saying... I must wake up at 3am so you've worked out okay David that's lives David's in David's no yeah that's David's <laughs> room I know David sleeps in this bed and that's one of the things you've got to work out like it just it is a simple game that makes you th- feel really clever and that's what I love about this that's what this. you want yeah. yeah it's nice when a game does that like The Return of the Oberdin is quite a complicated game but when you break it down it really isn't you're just looking around and working out who's who it's basically it's a big old game of guess who but on an old ship um, this game is just yeah, it makes it just makes me feel really clever. It's only fifteen pounds. I think it's five to six hours. I just can't, if you're looking for a good detective game or a good puzzle game, I can't recommend anything more from the last year. I think than the case of the Golden Idol. So I'd really it's really, really check that out. My street. Yeah, it's really really. Like, good. I I loved uh, Return of the Oprah. Oh, it's like, one of, yeah, easy one of the best games like the last ten years. I, I'll give it one of those ever marks. Ooh, I'll, I'll there attach an ever there. What's it? Oh, he must be close to Lucas Pope. Must oh, be close God, to a new please. game. Please, Lucas, what are you doing? Come on, Lucas. How many languages have game. you got left to translate it to? <laughs> exactly. Right. We're on to some feedback. Has everyone got something to read feedback on? Emma, I think you're first up. I will first remind people: IGN underscore UK feedback at ign.com we're currently on the topics of 
people, a lot of people with Pet Art Couple sent over um, remakes they'd like to see. Um, I know you, um, you Matt, Matt and uh, Dale last week spoke about that uh, to quite some extent. I'm just going to throw mine out there. Just give me Red Dead 1 and Red Dead 2's mm. engine. That's all I want. How hard can it be, Rockstar? <laughs> Make more games, please. <laughs> um, it's a simple one, but I want it. Um, but who? Uh, but do you want Rockstar to do that, given their track record with uh, doing remakes? I trust them with Red Dead. They wouldn't mm. fuck around with Red Dead because if they fucked around with Red Dead, they'd find out from me. <laughs> <laughs> you do not fuck around with Red Dead. Just uh, take your time, do it properly. Uh, Emma, what's what's Lewis suggested? So this is from Lewis Glover. Lewis says, "Hey IGN UK crew, I hope you're all doing well. You recently spoke about remakes you'd like to see with a few changes to the original game. For me, it was an easy answer." A remake of the Jack and Daxter tri- trilogy Ooh. as one seamless game. One game? One game. That's a big old game. I think this would be great for fans of the original trilogy, but also for Sony to gauge how in- how much interest there is for Jack and Daxter before pursuing new games mm-hmm. in the series, as well as a potential crossover Ooh. with Ratchet and Clank. Bring it all in. I always thought that they were going to do that. Because like, there were so many like in-between references to both games in mm. the when they were released. I really thought that there was eventually I, leading up to it. Like, I do like Jack and Daxter. I like Jack and Daxter 1. I really like Jack and Daxter 2. I've never played 3. It's not that great, honestly. Oh. I think 2 is the one, but mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, maybe it's the Persona 4, Persona 5 thing. <laughs> I think there are a lot of people that would go back for like the original I Jack. I think I just like the novelty of 2 kind of being an open world game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, the idea of you having this like kind of fun children's platformer and then mm. the next one is like a like vaguely mature teen like shooter yeah it's kind of what um ratchet has done recently they've kind of turned their levels into mini open world and i would yeah I, i'd play a new jack and dax i think naughty dog are past past that stage but yeah let someone else do it. i think it'd be really difficult as well to do jack and dax as a like one game trilogy piece because they're so different like mm. one and two uh you know the idea of it being maybe a, have to like, really gritty it up. Yeah, totally. Give the first one. Give give Jack a gun. Give give child Jack a gun. <laughs> Lewis has got some ideas on how it would work. Um, so Lewis says, I think the remake would benefit from stitching all three games together as one big twenty-five to thirty-hour experience. Not only would this help for the story to feel more seamless. But I would hope they change the tone there of each go. game to we match got each other. There we go. Mm. Um, I would also hope they add a bit more combat to the first game mm-hmm. and some missions from the second game to make it a bit easier um, where it was unnecessarily hard. <laughs> hope this makes sense and would love to hear your thoughts. Actually, but I'd I play it. It's a really good idea. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd really like to I'd play this. I'd play it. Lewis yeah. has thought about this a lot as mm. well, you can tell. Do you think it keeps Lewis up at night thinking, where is Jack and where, are, where, are, where, are, where is Daxter? I, 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 I would play it. Let's get it going. Let's, let's reckon, get that ball rolling. You know, success of The Last of Us TV show. You know, mm-hmm. They've got other projects... Yeah. Maybe maybe we get a Jack and Daxter little animated show. Like, at some I do point. think the last two Ratchet and games are very good, but in my heart of heart, I still would prefer Jack and Daxter over Ratchet and Clank. I think mm. I don't know if that's is that controversial. I don't know. I don't I, know if I've burned some bridges wanna, there. I feel like I want to see oh. what you would do with Jack and Daxter now. Me? Yeah, you specifically. <laughs> Simon <laughs> Cardi and yeah. Jack and Daxter. <laughs> Probably play it. Um, well, I've got a message from Scott Jones. Great last name, Scott. <laughs> Um, I wonder if we're distantly related. <laughs> Jones isn't a common name. Oh, or anything, no, yeah, so. especially, yeah. Uh, hi, all. Just finished the latest pod and wanted to share two games I think about a lot and would love to see remade. Oh, another person being kept up by remakes. Uh, These people probably don't a popular opinion, and I genuinely wish I'd thought of this. Uh, Soul Reaver 1 and 2. Absolutely love these. Well overdue more, but a remake with updated graphics and story by the teams behind God of War or Naughty Dog would be something else. I, I don't s- know who's got the license to this now. No, I think so it's, this is yeah. one, and I know a certain Tamar Hussein is uh, a big Soul Reaver fan. I, I've, you know, this is one on my list. Never played a Soul Reaver game, mm. but I do know people desperately want a remake or a new one. It's a little dated now, but mm. it's just like got a style that isn't really replicated by much else yeah i feel like from what i know about it it would be something that would go down very well now like it's kind of more of a cult game that would now maybe breach more a bit into into the mainstream Mm -hmm. but yeah i feel like they were teasing one for ages i can't even remember who they are like is it idos so I, I wouldn't have to tell you who actually owns Soul But then Reaver. I think Square sold a lot of licenses. This yeah. is a rabbit hole. I know people go, go excited because <laughs> in yeah. the um, 
Astro's playroom, there's like a little Easter egg where it's like, are they teasing like Lexi mm. of Kane? Are they are they teasing it? It's like, no, I think it's just a fun reference. But yeah, they might come back one day. Who knows? Uh, and the second one from Scott is uh, Snatcher for the Mega CD. If not familiar, it was a point and click with a story that was a mix of Blade Runner and The Terminator by one Hideo Kojima himself. Uh, I'd like to see this as a third-person detective adventure. Dale was talking about um, doing the original Metal Gear. Yeah, It'd be really fun to try and do a modern Snatcher as well. Yeah, I've, again, style. I've not played. I've not. Played I haven't Snatcher. either. This is one of I don't have a, a mega CD. My knowledge. Um, but I would want to. From what I know well, about it, I would want to. Unless you don't have a mega CD. Oh no! Should I hand in my badge? and my gun on my badge? Um, yeah, I'd play it again. One I haven't played, but I would bloody play it. Yeah. Uh, Scott also wants to say the sound of the Bioshock. Uh, but with a little bit of Dishonored and Deathloop in it. Yeah. Sounds good. Absolutely. We, we me agree. And have talked solid. about this before. Um, me and Matt Perzo, like, yeah, big old Bioshock remake with changes. That would go down an absolute treat. I've got an email from Craig Watts, who is changing up. We're, we're, on to, we're back on to breakfasts, the oh, big topic yes. of the year. <laughs> um, I, I think we spoke about this before. I don't really eat breakfast. Um, but let's see what Craig has got to say about breakfast. Uh, Craig said he had a pretty weird breakfast today, so thought, why not write in? I like something hot in the morning. This sounds like the uh, start of some sort of erotica or something. Tell I us like, more about it. I like, I like something hot in the morning, so normally have a few eggs and some hash brown type things. Got a ration the eggs recently, as there seems to be a shortage. Are people panic buying? This is like a little... It's uh, almost like poetry. I, 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 <laughs> like somebody would be listening to this podcast in the post-apocalypse. Yeah. Like, what was happening to the eggs at the time? The, is there an egg shortage? Has it's anyone else not, noticed Actually, that? if I heard this correctly, I'm going to put on my <laughs> tinfoil hat egg knowledge. They're, they're being price gouged by the, uh, oh, like the by egg. By Big Egg. Yeah, by Big <laughs> Egg. Oh, no. Humpty Dumpty himself is... <laughs> Preventing. I'm not a big egg, a yeah. big egg fan. Um, oh, I like eggs. apart from in a cake, or or if I'm making a, a big old Yorkshire pudding. What's your, what's your so favorite versatile, egg? Though. What's your favorite egg? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll have scrambled egg. Yeah, that's. My, in fact, if you chose one way of eating just egg, mm. you know, I'm choosing scrambled. Personally, oh, like a good fried egg. Personally, yeah. fried yeah. egg sandwich, simple. Sound about a, a soft boiled egg. Mm, it doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Not sure about that one. Marinate it in some soy sauce. Nah. Put it in a ramen. Nothing better. That yeah. is good. Bit mm. of scrambled. Uh, you got to prepare in advance though with yeah. that, haven't you? You got to be thinking ahead at yeah, least. Exactly. Day. Don't just accidentally. Let me whip up a yeah. <laughs> an onsen egg. <laughs> anyway, now we get to the odd part of Craig's email where he's already got the eggs. He's already got the hash browns. And he said, anyway, just stuck a few burgers in to bulk up a few burgers to bulk up the breakfast. Takes the same amount of time as the hash brown hybrids. I don't know what these I'm hash brown it, hybrids personally. are. I want to know um, what's in them, yeah. Yeah. I lived in China for eight years, and for four of those lived with my wife's family. They're from Sichuan, which is famous the for Sichuan. Sichuan. It's spelled differently to how I, I normally see it. Well, there we go. It's just famous for spicy food. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. There are no rules. They could all be spicy. There's don't, a good um, Sichuan place just around the corner from us. At the is it IGN all spicy? Studios. It's very nice. There we go. Don't get me wrong. It was fucking amazing. This is just... Uh, and now we're on to cereals. Cray thinks that cereals suck. Cocoa Pops excluded. Only I feel if like... you eat them straight away, though. You can't have a soggy nah, Cocoa Pop, no, can you? No, you just get the chocolate... But the chocolate milk is quite good there. It is, you've got to get the balance right, I think. Yeah. You still want a little bit of crunch. I'm just imagining but a little bit of chocolate milk too. Kind of like not pouring out a whole bowl of Cocoa Pops. Pouring, basically, just someone to a spoon with a little bit of milk and <laughs> just, just eat sort of one tease bite. just them over the milk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel I have to drench them in sugar to enjoy them. Shredded wheat's another one. Who can enjoy one without sugar? That's true. Like, Weetabix, I'll put a load of sugar on it if I have it. It needs something. Yeah, like, I used to have sugar and now I think I'd go honey. i go honey. Because then it's it's a little bit smoother, you know? Sliced banana. I was I was one Ooh. of those uh, people that I, I, I much prefer hot Weetabix, like microwaving it. With oh, a bit really? Of, hot? A bit, bit of sugar, yeah. Milk and sugar. Lovely. Um... We're on to another breakfast thing from Craig. The packet of supermarket kebab meat. <laughs> Go back and listen to last week's episode <laughs> if you haven't, because it was disgusting. <laughs> the packet of... It's just going back to... Oh, yeah, it was Alan's sister who uh, ate a packet of kebab meat from the supermarket for breakfast. Um, Craig says, The packet of supermarket kebab meat I can't abide by, but I did used to eat, was Sainsbury's microwavable curries at my workplace for breakfast. 
So instead of kebab, he didn't have kebab, but he would have a microwavable curry for breakfast. How do we feel about that? I'm kind of into that. It's yeah. Sort of for the day, yeah. I just don't have an appetite in the morning. Like for the first two hours after I wake up, I feel like if I eat something, I might be ill. I just don't have an appetite. I get that too. But I feel like on weekends, because I get up later, I'm sort of more ready to eat. I think it depends on the time of day for me, like what time I get up. If yeah. it's early, I can't. I can't even think well, about it. But if it's later, yeah. This is the thing though, and Craig goes on here. He was having these microwavable curries at his workplace for breakfast. My desk was near the kitchen. It was sweet. No one cared about the curry smell. It was really chilled out. I miss that place. I'm not going to lie. Like, Matt, if we were in the office together, or Emma, either of us, and I came in at like half nine and I could smell like a Rogan Josh <laughs> next to me as I'm waking up to work, mm-hmm. I'd be a bit like, mate, can you just go eat that in the kitchen? So I would not want to smell a curry at half nine, I don't it's think. It's pretty pungent, you're right. Yeah, yeah I feel like, not if I'm trying to have a nice, I don't know, salted caramel latte. I like something sweet in the mm. morning to, to wake me up. Um, anyway, Craig says, respect the seat, take it easy and have a curry for breakfast. I don't think I will. I did have a curry last night, though. Uh, a jowl crazy. If you must know. Um, there we go. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. If you've got remake and breakfast chat, I feel like that's what we're on to at the moment. Uh, What's the theme from this episode as well that yeah. they can get in touch with? Best surprise launch? We can talk about Beyonce if you want. Yeah. I, don't, I can't. When was the last time a game did just Just go? dropped, yeah. Bang, it's out. One that I remember was Fallout Shelter. Yeah. Oh, that was good for a bit. That. Yeah, they yeah. like... Uh, revealed Fallout 4 and then it was like hey we've got this this little app you can download right now and then it was really late for us in the UK so mm-hmm. it was like okay I've got to wait till the morning now but that was pretty cool yeah there we go Emma's kicked it off there surprise launches breakfast remakes good stuff IGN UK podcast at IGN well fucked it up IGN underscore <laughs> UK feedback at IGN.com I've only said that probably a thousand times um, music god we got some choices should I mean, be Nine Inch Nails. It's got to be a, mil- a million by Nine Inch Nails. Let's bang that on. Beautiful. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.